Hi, my name's Dave Clark and I am the how. In this Framework Afield program, I'm hoping to take the listener on a, uh, an acoustic journey within an acoustic journey. So let me uh, explain that. Recently, I've been collecting uh, all kinds of sounds that I've recorded uh, in the field. And these range from uh, chainsaws in the distance to arctic terns crying over the sea in the Shetland Islands to uh, wind turbines and all kinds of things. So sounds like a spring being stroked with a piece of metal which has then been transformed through some treatments to sound like this. So that, that kind of creates a very, um, I don't know, sort of hypnotic type of interstellar spacey type of sound to uh, another sound such as this, which is just the uh, plucking of a rubber band to make this sound, which is the uh, menacing pulse of uh, Titan that you'll hear in uh, the Rings of Saturn part one. So again, the, the idea there is to take an everyday object and transform its sound into something which I hope sort of represents the Titan's looming presence in the background of the ice-bright uh, Enceladus. And then one last one. This is um, some birds which uh, will appear in the um, final piece, which is uh, um, Io, part one. Um, now these birds were recorded in um, the Shetland Islands. There were many different types of birds there, so so many different types of birds. Um, the uh, oyster catchers were ever-present, and they sounded like this. And then uh, with a little bit of uh, treatment, I was able to uh, transform that raw sound into uh, into this. And what I've done is I've uh, put them together in uh, four uh, pieces under the heading moons of our solar system. And this isn't the moon that we can see from our planet Earth. These are moons that orbit some of the other planets uh, in our solar system. The moons of the solar system, and indeed the planets, uh, up until recently, quite recently, were considered to be completely dead places. But we, we now know that's actually not the case. There's a huge amount of geological activity and climate on both the planets themselves and, and their moons. So I've focused on uh, three pieces, part one, part two, and part three 
uh, of a moon called Enceladus, which orbits the gas giant uh, Saturn. And I've also included the uh, part one of uh, Io, which is a, a moon that orbits Jupiter. So what I'll do in between each track is uh, talk a little bit about the moon itself and uh, where the um, acoustic sound piece uh, hopes to take the listener. So, on to the first part. Rings of Saturn with Enceladus and Titan, part one. While Titan appears in the background, its looming presence dominates this soundscape with a menacing pulse. And as we journey towards Enceladus, we hear the haunting interference of Saturn's rings. Enjoy the piece.
So as we silently drift through space, we move to uh, part two, the geezers of Enceladus. So a closer look at Enceladus, some of the images that have come back from a, a probe called Cassini, uh, it showed some mind-blowing images of water as it spews from the deep cracks in the ice crust of Enceladus. The water's coming up from what's thought to be a, a deep freshwater ocean. It's a geology that's probably derived from the immense gravitational stretching effect of Saturn. And it was an image that changed the way that we see our solar system. The camera on Cassini was turned away from the glory of Saturn for a moment uh, to see what was going on with some kind of weird magnetic uh, readings, I think, that they'd got from the uh, probe. And as they turned the camera, the sun shone from behind and illuminated these freshwater geysers as they spewed miles, thousands of miles into uh, space. Again, the soundscapes are derived from items close to hand. We've got the uh, strumming of the uh, metal and elastic, as I mentioned in part one. But I also used the recording of the Queen Mary's uh, horn. Which I treated uh, a lot in order to get a sense of the distant rumbling, uh, thunderous type noises that I imagine uh, emanate from such violent activity. The interesting thing was that when these tracks were mixed together, new sounds were born out of the mix on their own. They resulted from some weird sort of interference between the tracks themselves. And I was able to identify one particular sound isolate that and then use that throughout. It actually forms the angelic sort of cascading rain sound that you hear in part one and again I've picked that up in part two. The soundscape captures these regular throbbing beats as the pressure builds prior to each violent eruption which spews these vast water geysers from uh, the subglacial ocean. Enjoy the piece.
So we leave the violent sounds of the geezers behind as we move to part three, Enceladus surface detail. Enceladus itself would sit in the North Sea. It's a small moon with a big story waiting to be told. Thick ice and massive crevasses 
which are called the tiger stripes. And it's through the tiger stripes that the waters of the hidden ocean erupt. Enceladus could support life. And I believe that there are some probes being designed and that are destined to make an exploration there. So now we move into uh, part three of the soundscape, where we have a lull in the activity of the geysers and we reach a period of calm. The sounds here pick up from those in part one and two. We've got the uh, flicking of a piece of uh, metal, which sounds like this, treated to sound like this. Um, I've also picked up my flute after several decades and I've played a couple of uh, very calm and quiet sort of background notes which again I've treated to give a sense of uh, calm, the calm that sits on the surface like a blanket in between the violent eruptions. Enjoy the piece.
So there we leave the surface of Enceladus in uh, total calm. And that uh, concludes part one, two and three of the Enceladus series. And uh, now I thought um, it's uh, an opportunity really to have a listen to the final piece, which is um, about uh, the moon Io. Io is one of the four Galilean satellites or moons uh, that orbits the gas giant Jupiter. Io is about the same size as the Earth's moon um, and it's very close to the swirling, well, relatively close to the swirling cloud tops of Jupiter, which can be seen in various uh, images from Voyager 1 swirling in the uh, background. And a little bit like uh, Saturn, the gravitational force of Jupiter warps Io. It places it under huge tensions. And this is likely uh, behind the reason why there's such a high level of volcanic activity on this particular moon. The sounds here are a mixture. I've taken uh, a sample uh, from uh, an archive from uh, a NASA recording um, but underneath that I've laid all kinds of sounds that are recorded in the field. For example we've got some wind turbines that sounded like this uh, when recorded raw and they sound like this after the treatment. We've got the sound of those distant uh, frenetic chainsaws, which uh, sound like this in the field. like this in the final piece. Um, I also managed to get a some really lovely radio tuning interference on a uh, medium wave uh, wave band which I left um, untreated throughout most of the uh, the piece itself and overlaid on that uh, uh, tuning those tuning sounds. I also managed to get some pretty nasty um, medium wave, highly distorted, um, horrible uh, radio on a, on a car radio on a journey down the A38, which um, picked up one or two really, really difficult to hear tracks. You'll hear those 
in the main piece. And then just a couple more uh, sounds. One of them is a, a ferry boat um, on the water um, with a, a, a fitting which was clanging against the side of the steel hull. So a very loud engine and a quiet clanging, which is quite indistinct. I was then able to treat that and reduce the sound of the engine noise and amplify the sound of the clanging. So that sounds like this. So that actually creates quite a calm, sort of melodic, hypnotic uh, sound as you drift off as you cut through the ocean. Um, last but not least, a fire, just a fire crackling. And again, this was left pretty untreated. Uh, it just adds a little bit of um, crackly radio interference to the beginning of the track. So there we have it really, lots of uh, different field sounds um, all mixed together to give us a sense of what it may sound like as we approach I.O. And in due course, part two and part three will continue the journey to uh, a close inspection of one of the volcanoes and again, we'll carry that journey on to the surface of Io itself. So in this piece, which is Io with Jupiter part one, we hear how Jupiter's overwhelming mass with its tempestuous vortices of gas clouds and violent storms create a chaotic whirlwind of radio interference as we calmly approach Io itself. Enjoy the piece.
So um, that's the end of Io with Jupiter Part 1. I just uh, remembered listening through to that that the chirpy, crickety sound 
right at the very end. Well, that actually came from a really large green uh, grasshopper that we found uh, in our house. It was uh, an amazing insect, and I was lucky enough to be able to record that and include that uh, within the piece. So that concludes the moons of the solar system so far with Enceladus part one, two, and three, and Io part one. Uh, It's a work in progress. I've uh, hopefully got some ideas for Io part two and three. And I've also some plans for Europa, which is another icy moon that orbits Jupiter. If you'd like to find out more, just search I am the how, all one word, and thanks for listening. Right there, we'll be in darkness, that's what I mean. And then sunlight, and it goes down the moon.